Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, everybody. We are all feeling like queens today here at AfterBuzz TV, and we are going to be talking about the 76th annual Golden Globes Awards. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome, everyone, to the 76th Annual Golden Globes Awards After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Super excited to be talking to you guys about the highlights of what happened. We are going to start off the show by going over the host, uh, the host, performances, uh, uh, best overall speeches, fashion, of course, because there were so many beautiful dresses and tuxedos. We're going to go over the obvious and expected wins, as well as the snubs, like who should have won and who should have lost. And we are also going to be going over a little bit about the distinction between television and film and the division between that as shown on the award show. And finally, some memorable quotes, memes, and we are ending it with Oscar predictions for 2019. I'm your host, Mina Wahab, and to my left... Anna K. Thomas here. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. I'm Archie J. And let's just get right into it and go over overall thoughts for the Golden Globes. What were you guys thinking, feeling? Yeah, I think tonight my quote is, it was the night of wow. Lots of surprises, which I know we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but overall, I thought it was a good show. I thought um, Sandra Oh and Annie Sandberg did a great job overall. Um, really good speeches, um, great fashion. Um, overall, I was pretty happy with tonight's tonight's uh, episode. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Overall, I would give it maybe like an eighty-eight <laughs> percent, but it, it kept me it kept me intrigued. There was some dry moments, but it gave me everything I needed. It gave me that shock value. It gave me the wardrobe, and then uh, they tried to play my girl Regina King. <laughs> I mean, come on! She but was it, not having it. It was it was good. It was good. What could have been done to, like, enhance the awards show? Is there anything that could have been done to make it have that extra oomph, that extra kick that would have made it a little bit more engaging, a little bit more entertaining? Was it too long, too short? I think, for me, always, more comedy. I thought, you know, with Andy Samberg up there, I was expecting him to be out a little bit more and for them, as a duo, to be delivering Mm -hmm. more comedy. (laughs) Um, I didn't really see that, so that would have been fun. Um, The gag about the flu shots was great. Yeah. Um, you know, the gag with Jim Carrey about having him sit in, yeah, the, in, the back. in the back with the TV people, which we'll talk about a little bit later. <laughs> that was great. But I just thought that could have been sprinkled in a little bit more. I felt like we missed the chemistry between the two hosts because they're fantastic actors and, you know, they have their own comedic flow on their own. But together, I don't feel like it meshed well. I was I was needing a little bit more, a little bit more guidance, a little bit more ha ha ha. We understand that there's no like some award shows have music performances. Right. So I need the host to give me that 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 entertainment factor. But you, you know, I actually have to agree with you. Yeah. Um, I kind of agree with you both. But in a sense, I felt from the beginning like, 
oh, there's not enough chemistry. And yeah. we talked about this a little bit on the live show. Yep. That, oh, well, maybe just give it, like, a few more, like, minutes. Like, it's just the very beginning. Three hours later. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. we're, still, we're still waiting. You're like, yeah. nope, still not there. Yeah, it was, I mean, both individually are great, but it almost felt like, okay, the Sandra O oh show and then the Andy Sandberg show. Right. Like, they were hosting individually, yep. side by side, but not as a team. So it wasn't, like the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler dynamic oh, we've seen yeah. in the past. Right. So yeah. do you think that there should be a, a friendship beforehand or a good synergy beforehand when people are brought together? Or is it okay to bring random people together as co-hosts? I do. And I think that they did a lot of rehearsals. Yeah. They've been working on this for months. Mm-hmm. So you'd think there'd be an opportunity and time for them to have done that. Um, but I just don't think it translated on TV, to it, your point. It did not translate. Yeah. Because as they said in their speech, they had to give up, what, Christmas <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do this? So they've had time to build that relationship, to build that chemistry. And if they're coming from this industry, they're actors in their own right. Mm-hmm. They know that you got to give a little bit more off to make us, you know, want to keep tuning in, you know, and they didn't do that for me as host. Who had the stronger performance out of the two, if we were to go with just a solo host as opposed to a co-host? Sandra. San- Sandberg. So, oh, really? Oh, oh, oh my god! Really there, <laughs> and then you stopped, and I said Berg, and I was like, oh. We're like, Sand. I was like, yeah, Sandberg. you're on the same page. Okay. No. So why? Wow. Sandra, I mean, this. first of all, she made history this year. She was the one who kept me, you know, involved with her parents, the interactions that didn't she announce the flu shots coming out. I mean, she was the one who was really giving me what I needed. So. I thought that was like a Grey's Anatomy reference. <laughs> I did too. I did too. <laughs> what is this? You said that during our live show and I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's so good. Yeah. So what about you? Why Sandberg? Okay. I just think he was the, he was way more comfortable in the beginning Sandra O, oh, love her, again, made history. And I'm not knocking her as a host generally. I just think he had the stronger performance. He was clearly very comfortable up there. It felt like he was at home. She was very nervous in the beginning. She did warm up, I do think, yeah. you know, towards yeah, the yeah. end. Um, but I do think that she, you could feel that she was scared and that she was nervous. Yeah. And whenever you have that, you have to be confident in these situations. And I think Andy just, just was the superior of the duo. But they were both good. Still. Yeah, they okay. were both good. Okay, I feel like fine. if you chose Sandberg to do it solo, it would have been very light, very fun. Yeah. Just kind of like a celebration. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Sandra would have been a good fit in the sense that we're just coming out of the Me Too movement, the Time's Up totally movement. Right, right. Diversity, having an Asian female after, especially the craze of Crazy Rich Asians, kind of yep. hosting this whole thing. Yeah. I think that's very powerful. And it takes on a more serious tone versus a comedic one. Mm-hmm. So having like the serious okay. with the comedy and he didn't quite mesh well for yeah, some reason. Yeah. It was just, it felt disjointed, but I feel like in the future they could go with someone who has chemistry beforehand, or mm-hmm. at least do a chemistry read. I really liked um, who was with Maya Rudolph? They should have hosted. Yeah, who Amy was that? Poehler, Amy, Amy Poehler, Poehler, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. That was fantastic. We're going to talk yeah. more about that It's always the later. SNL people that I feel like yeah. work so well together. So, I mean, <laughs> Sandberg. Yeah, yeah, he came yeah, from there. Sandberg, yeah. too. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get into uh, the speeches, the best speeches Ooh, yes. of the night. There were so mm. many. We had Carol Burnett. We had um, Regina King. <laughs> what about Jeff Bridges? Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you guys are with us from our live feed of the show, timed we it. timed it because mm-hmm. it was so long. And we basically had a, like a little competition about how long it would be. And I think it came in at It was five minutes, 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 and, five minutes and, and 57, 57 seconds. seconds. 
Yes. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> but he was winning the Cecil B. DeMille Award, obviously, and has had a 60-plus year career yeah. in entertainment. So no one was going to be turning the music on on Jeff Bridges. So, so six got, minutes for 60 years. Exactly. A minute for every right. decade. There you go. Um, one speech that I did love, though, was Carol Burnett. Um, she won um, an award named after her, and it's going to be like they have the Cecil B. DeMille Award for film, mm-hmm. they're going to have this award um, named after Carol Burnett for TV. And a quote that she said during her speech that I just it just struck me was, quote, Sometimes I catch myself daydreaming about being young again and doing it all over. Then I bring myself sharp when I realize how incredibly fortunate I was to be there at the right time. I mean, oh, it's so true, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, her show literally is the basis of SNL, all, Mad TV, all of these sketch variety shows mm-hmm. uh, inside Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. Like, Carol Burnett did it first. And and the thing that really surprised me, that's something I never even thought about, was she was going into detail about how each week there was a live orchestra, there were over 60 costumes, costumes. there were, like, all of these different, extremely talented individuals bringing this amazing work to life. Yeah. It's like a live show every single time so I thought that was amazing Amazing. now we have laugh tracks now we have things that are just everything is just made so much faster and more efficient we don't have that quality that we had back then and it was so crazy that they could pull something like that off way back when there wasn't as much advanced technology you have something like that come to life and also a woman in a leading role for that long paving the way that's pretty phenomenal it's, it's so. amazing and for her to be recognized and it was cute when they did the montage oh yeah when they were like oh and the you know the yeah, nominees are and you see her in the back like you know is so it gonna be me is it gonna be yeah. me and it was so cute you yeah. know um another great speech of the night um was regina king right yeah so she um went up and won she was i mean to us at least mm-hmm. maybe not the the fan favorite to win mm-hmm. uh, but she won she looked amazing we'll talk about her dress a little bit later um but during her speech i love that she talked about uh bringing women more into tv and film and she said quote i'm going to use my platform to say right now in the next two years everything that i produce and i'm making a vow that is going to be tough it's going to be tough to make sure but everything that i produce it's 50 percent women yeah, which is that. which is a powerful statement to go by. But as you saw, didn't the the crowd was like silent. One person right? stood up, standing <laughs> ovation. Jessica Chastain. All the men. All were the men sitting. were like, "Oh my god, my job, like, my job, my job, my job." What are we gonna do? Yeah. And I was just like, "This is brilliant." I like. I feel like that. There's nothing wrong with saying 50% women. The fact that that is such a mind blowing statistic for mm-hmm. people to absorb yeah. Yeah. just shows you how unequal the industry is when it comes to casting and diversity and. It's it's insane. Like just the fact that Sandra O oh was the first Asian American woman to host an yeah. award show, like the speci- specifically the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. that tells you so much about how far we still have to come yeah. mm-hmm. as a society. Completely in an industry that's supposed to be very liberal. When you look at the landscape of America, we live in LA, and it's we're more progressive, like liberal ideology, and still not as much diversity as there needs to be. So yeah, it's good that we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. That's for completely. sure. But it is, it's, it is crazy because I was going to say, like, yes, that she was the first to make history for the first, like, Asian-American, but not too long ago we had the first, like, black person host it. So mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. very interesting spectrum that we're just, like, fathoming these ideas when I think it was a certain movie that we were talking about uh, that a Green... Green, green Book. Green Book, yeah. yeah. And it was just, like, it wasn't so long ago that... These things were happening because it was only like 60 years. But. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Well, you know who else agrees with us on this is Glenn Close, Mm -hmm. who also had an amazing night um, uh, winning, and she had an amazing speech, too, where um, she talked about history and being a woman in this industry, and I want to read a quote from her. Mm -hmm. So she said, quote, I feel what I've learned from this whole experience is that women were nurturers, and that's that's what's expected of us. We have our children, we have our husbands if we're lucky enough, but we have to find personal fulfillment. We have to follow our dreams. We have to say, I can do that, and I should be allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important. It's important. I think she said something about how her mom felt like she hadn't done enough or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that little bit? Yeah, she said that as well. So that, it was so, she was like coming to tears. That was a very powerful moment for her to feel like, wow, like, I'm making a difference and like, I'm making a statement and we still have so much farther to go, but it was a beautiful woman. And I I made a joke that it was kind of like that Mean Girls moment where Katie Heron goes up to the crowd and for all of you guys. Right? All of you women are beautiful. She's like, we all should be up here. That's true. so true. But it was true. It was good. Uh, Were there any speeches that you thought really stood out? I was going to go with... For better or worse, by the way. No, no, no. (laughs) I was going to go with Roma. I mean, Alfonso Cuaron, I believe is how you say his last name. Mm -hmm. He won twice and he did the, the foreign film. And what he said specifically was cinema at its best builds bridges to another culture. As we grow these bridges, we begin to realize that while they may be strange, they are not unfamiliar. We begin to understand exactly how much we have in common, which mm-hmm. I made a point when we were watching the live show of how like I used to watch like w- foreign films and get into those and it's just like they're going through the exact same thing, so it's good to see the recognition that they're getting on the same, you know, platform for the best movies in the in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's all great. I, I personally, I'm a little biased. I loved Rami Malek and how he kind of oh, yeah. shouted out Queen. And yeah. I just, like, have a personal connection to him because of how far he's come and how mm-hmm. this is kind of, like, his breakout Is this role. your cousin or something? <laughs> <laughs> you love him so much. No, I'm hitting him, <laughs> him real hard so during I'm, our okay, live show. So I'm Arab American and so is he. And it's very rare to have mm. Arab representation in media. So... When you find someone that finally like looks like you or right. speaks Arabic yeah. or you have that connection, yeah. kind of like how Asians were like getting so emotional mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Crazy, Crazy Rich Asians. Asians, and everyone was like, "Why is it a big deal?" Right. Well, it's because they finally have something where they can look at someone and say, "That looks like me." Like I finally have someone that I can see and be like, "That looks like me." Like, wow, like this is achievable, mm-hmm. and it's so important that we have that. Um, like representation matters. Yeah, That's how like really I felt does. with Black Panther. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's finally, it's been like a, yeah, a yeah. wave right yeah. now of sorts. <laughs> They're um, just going to hit every demographic. Okay, we got one fan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the summer, okay, we're good. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get into fashion. Oh, yes. Okay. I was very excited. For, okay. I mean, I thought Taylor Swift killed it. I don't know why she was there. Yeah. But, but regardless, she had Oh, a, I forgot about Taylor yeah, Swift. Oh, my God. Because she was so just, lackluster. I didn't know why she was there. She didn't really say much. No. But she had, she was she was like, oh, I'm free on a Sunday. Like- yeah. <laughs> no, it's interesting, because during the live show, Maria Menounos was on with us, and she even said, she was like, it would have made sense if when Taylor Swift was there, she said, you know, a more impactful speech about music in film, music yeah. in TV, or yeah. the role, mm-hmm. or wrote a song about the nominees, or did something funny, a funny bit. But for her to just be there, 
just literally saying the announcement and the name, it just felt a little out of place. Out of like, place. I was this like, is, is she not... going to collab with Idris Elba? Like, what's happening? Right. Like, yeah. What? Right. Although, I just... and I think we just put a picture of it. We have a picture coming. <laughs> Those two standing next to each other, it is almost like too much hotness yeah. for one to take. It's I mean, she just she looks, looks good. absolutely phenomenal. I think her year off or, you know, taking a little bit of a break mm-hmm. and then uh, she's dating Joe Alwyn, keeping that private, I think it's doing wonders for her. She looks fabulous. Yeah. I think she's going to write a song about it in like a couple years. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we have to talk about Lady Gaga. I am Gaga for Lady Gaga. <laughs> this dress was everything. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It she was... always goes all out, though. I never see... I'm glad she didn't do the meat dress this time, but <laughs> she looks so good. I love it. Well, she's on a new wave, too. I feel like when she was doing the meat dress, she was doing the gag things, but now she's more Hollywood glamour, and she's really pursuing this acting thing mm-hmm. uh, full out. And we all know, well, majority of us know that that was her first love. So yeah. she's really giving it her all, and that flowy, you know, Cinderella is what she was really giving was everything. As much as I love, like, the blonde hair and the gaga-ishness of this whole yeah. uh, ensemble, I kind of wish that in honor of A Star is Born, she went with Stephanie versus Gaga mm. and kind of did, like, the brunette hair like, a little easy on the makeup just because it's kind of like kind of like an homage to, like, that whole experience and that right. film of being, like, stripped down into yeah. that character. I thought that would be cool, but... Um, it is an award show, so I feel yeah. like she's always going to be glam. Well, she was paying homage to Judy Garland, so that was what inspired uh, this. Okay. And for all of our fashionistas out there, this is a Valentino gown, um, custom made, obviously, for Lady Gaga, with mm. a train that was several feet long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this Valentino number was inspired um, by a Judy Garland, who was the lead in the 1954 version of A Star is Born. So Gaga was very conscious about thinking about, you know, the aspects that went into her look tonight. And mm-hmm. I thought it was beautiful that she paid homage. And she had $5 million around her neck. Wow. Yeah, okay. Tiffany Diamonds. So Can you imagine? Congratulations. Just for, like, <laughs> five minutes, I want that. <laughs> a million a minute. So, so, yeah. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Now, you... She's always going to be a favorite of mine. Like, La La Land. Like, there's just... There's something about Emma Stone that... She she actually was in Maniac this yeah. this year. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that didn't get nominated for anything. It was a Netflix show. I genuinely feel like it was one of the best Netflix shows of the year. It was mm. a limited series. Um, you guys have to check it out. And we also have the after show for it here at AfterBuzz TV. But um, I feel like she's always doing something every always single doing year. Something. It was it was it was a uh, made by Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. So love a little Louis. Love a little Louis. Also it took more than 800 hours to create. 800 hours. That's a long time. Do we think it looks like it took 800 hours, though? <laughs> That's um, a better question. No, it doesn't. But maybe the delicate, like, beading, maybe so, you know? I just feel like... It's she the always goal. does the peach look, though. Yeah, if you she notice does. last year, she had a similar dress. With the stars it, for yeah. La La Land. Yeah. Okay, I love Emma Stone. I just think it's the Golden Globes. It's 2019. Mm-hmm. We're in a new yeah, year. Give yeah. me some wow. Give me some pop. Like, give me She's very something. This is very old Hollywood predictable. It's so predictable, and we've seen this look year after year. I love her, like I said, but I'm kind of ready for something else. Yeah, same. Yeah. Now, your favorite was Rachel Braun's... I cannot say her last name. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not even going to try. Rachel Braun from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, um, that yellow dress. Oh, that yellow pop of color. Oh, made by Prada. It's so simple, 
but it's so beautiful. There's just something about yellow and how it matches the Owen Globes. Like, oh, that's yeah. the perfect picture. And it, there's something about it that felt very, like, Mad Men-like, very yes. Marvelous mm-hmm. Mrs. Maisel-like. It was like she was still in character, yeah. and I loved that. No, Mina, that's why I liked it, because I felt like it was true to who she is as a person, yeah. mm-hmm. and then also true who she is as an actor. Right. And I felt like, I don't know if it was, like, necessarily my best dress of the night, but the only yellow, she's such a bubbly personality, mm-hmm. it was such a pop of color, she brought so much life when she went up to accept her award, and I thought it was just a perfect, perfect fit for her. Yeah. yeah. So, on, t- on to uh, I- Lady Bird, right? George <laughs> Aronis, <laughs> yes. Uh, Lady Bird, Atonement. This year, but, Mary Queen of Scots, which yes. I'm surprised She's wasn't nominated. No. Surprised, I'm yeah. so surprised. Her, surprised. If you saw her performance, like that looked like an Oscar-worthy performance. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm really shocked by a lot of the ones that didn't get nominated for Golden Globes. Yeah. Are they going to get nominated for Oscars? I really don't know. Um... But yeah, Shorsha Ronan, uh, what was she wearing? She was wearing that Gucci. silvery, it was a silvery Metallic dress. Gucci. Really beautiful. Very dangly. Gucci. And a minimal um, makeup, too. It felt, yeah, minimal makeup, yeah. very dewy skin, glow with a bright lip and um, beautiful earrings. Mm-hmm. And there was just something about the outfit that felt lingerie, but in a very oh. classy way. Like, you see that deep V cut? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still done. Like, that could easily be trashy. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> There's just something about it with the minimal makeup and the dangling earrings that makes it seem very angelic. Um, just very ethereal like yeah. I don't know it's just there's like a, a levity to it and, and we were seeing this trend this it. trend too so we've been seeing either like very voluminous dresses mm-hmm. or these sort of like tapered metallics lots yeah. of gold and silver so I think those are sort of our, our, our trends so far for the Golden Globes and I think it's going to speak to Oscars and mm-hmm. Screen Actors Guild and all of the other awards as well oh, oh absolutely yeah and then like let's take a look at the guys because yes. I like when the guy changes it up from a normal tuxedo Darren Chris, who won tonight, and he said it was a great privilege to be the first Filipino American to win a Golden Globe. Another first, yeah, mm-hmm. another yeah. first. So, I mean, he had the the floral em- embellishments on his yeah, jacket. Got a picture Love coming in a second. That. Yep. And, and yeah, I mean, was he wearing Versace? Because I feel like that would be ideal. This oh. was definitely best dressed. He like, has to be wearing Versace, right? I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. Um, let's check it out right now. I didn't even think um, about that. That's but yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I do love that he took a risk. Yeah, guys have to switch it up too. You should. I mean, you should speak to this if, out of anyone. No, but. honestly, because I get so tired of just the normal, you know, black and and you know the bow tie. So mm-hmm. I like when they change it up. There's there's more to come. Um, but yeah, give us something to stand stand out because I'm, I think it's so hard how the girls and the guys have best dress and worst dress list, and mm-hmm. all the guys look the same. Yeah, it's like, it was like okay, <laughs> just suit, pose, yeah, suit. But he pose. did wear a Dior jacket. Okay, so okay. it was not Versace. Right. Interesting, interesting choice, Darren Chris. Yeah, and then Timothy, who Chalamet, Chalamet. Oh my gosh, he did not win tonight, but man, this performance that he had. Um, beautiful was boy. beautiful boy was just it was it was gripping is the best word I could use to describe it fabulous mm-hmm. Steve Carell um, plays his father in the movie was mm-hmm. it a sad ending don't spoil it but was it I don't want to spoil it I will not spoil it not Uh-oh. unexpected ending uh-huh. and unexpected unexpected unexpected, unexpected okay. and I survived 
Okay. Does that all okay, right. is that enough? All right, all right. All right. Um, but based on a true story, fabulous, fabulous movie. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the fashion. Like, yeah, so he, he brought his mom as his date, which is really That's cool. So but he did hit the red carpet wearing custom sequined harness on top of, you know, normal black clothing uh, from Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton. Yeah, paired with a shirt, a pant, you know, that kind of thing. Only but, only he could pull that yeah. off. because No one else could do so, that. Because it's so strange to me. Like, I don't personally like it. At least it was like black on black. I don't personally like it because it feels like something is missing or it mm. feels like something, you know, like girls wear when they're trying to be sexy. Like, it comes out <laughs> like that. I don't know. There's something about it that I'm not a fan of. But okay. if anyone were to wear it, it should be him. Absolutely. Because he's just so... He's, he's so, so unique, handsome. He's so different. And like, yeah, yeah. And he was a breakout star in Call Me by Your Name, yes. and then this movie, Beautiful. He was in Lady Bird as well. Um, oh oh yes. Yes. yes, Lady yes, he Bird was. as well. And he's just such a star. People are calling him a young uh, James Dean, a young Leonardo DiCaprio. So I just say, while you can take the risk, do it, have fun. Yeah. You're young. You're at the Golden Globes, like first nomination. Um, just, just live it up. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, for the guys, Rami Malek. Yes. Now he he was you know pretty typical, but I did like the white bow tie with the whole you know black tux that whole ensemble. He kept it classy, he did. and this is what I like. I like a little different. You can't even tell that he's wearing the bow tie because it camouflages, but I still like it. Yeah. Well, you're in love with him anyway. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I really, genuinely, I am. We already know that. When part. he was talking, we were like, "Wait, is he still in character? Because he's se- like he now I just like Freddie Mercury. Him from Freddie Mercury. Oh yeah. Yeah. So super super good fashion. Anyone else we got to talk about? Yeah. Nicole Kidman maybe. Nicole Kidman. Oh the oh the fruit roll up. <laughs> oh, so when we the were fruit doing roll up. <laughs> oh no. When we were doing our after show, um, or not our after show. I'm sorry, our live watch during the Golden Globes, we had someone say that Nicole Kidman looked like she was in a giant fruit roll up. I Ouch. like it. Ouch. I think I was a little harsh, but uh-huh. I get where they were coming from. <laughs> Um, yeah, tell us about this look. Uh, so, I mean, she didn't do a gown. What, 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 like, what do you call this type of fit? I don't know. I don't wear dresses. Superhero dress. Curve no, hugging. not super. Curve hugging. Curve hugging. Okay. Form fitted. Mm-hmm. Form fitted. Nicole uh, is one of those people. She always serves up amazing fashion. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is not a miss to me. It's just sort of like, okay. Yeah, like, it's not bad. It's yeah. fine. It's not bad. It's not good. I think she always looks fine. Like, she, she looks good. She but. wore Michael Kors. Oh, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, a fresh, modern brand. I used to work I for Michael Kors back in the day. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's okay. I would have gone for something a little bit more old Hollywood classic or a statement. To me, it's just fine. But it also wasn't her night, though, and I feel like she could get by with this. She didn't win anything huge. She wasn't. Yeah. She was nominated for Destroyer. Can you but imagine going yeah. in a giant ball gown when you're not in anything? Like, it's just I would like do stealing, it. Stealing, stealing <laughs> yeah. the show anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. Any other honorable mentions? or What do we think about um, uh, the leads, the hosts, Andy Sandberg and mm-hmm. Sandra, Sandra Oh? She had two outfit changes. She had the she red did. and then she, she had the white. Yeah. White, the gold. The sleeves. red was good. The yeah. red was good. The yes. red was powerful. Red was it was a, a great color. opening statement. They had the slit at the leg. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and it was, it was a great entrance. But the other dress that she turned to was a bit um, sad. Yeah. Yeah. And then Andy, he kept the same look on all night. As a typical host, I was expecting for, to see that from him. Mm-hmm. Normal tux, black bow tie to keep the night moving along. Yeah. All right. So I'm we got. I'm trying to see if I find the designer, but I don't see it here. Um, yeah, we'll just move on. Yeah, I think it was Stella McCartney. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the color is good, though. Like, yeah. So my favorites yeah. were. Um, 
Uh, we forgot about Anne Hathaway. That was one that we really heavily disagreed on. I, I love Anne Hathaway because oh. she can do no oh. wrong. That's why you guys hated it. That was even worth talking about. See, I about. forgot about it because it was so disgusting. <laughs> it was horrible. You guys can look it up um, the at home. Google it. The leopard uh, print. The leopard, but the top was so beautiful. It had like some black the in there. The top was the worst part. Look yeah. it up in the comment in the live chat. Let us know what Terrible. you thought of Anne Hathaway's dress because I am a huge Anne Hathaway fan. Wait, last it. one real her. quick because okay. I think we have a picture of it. Uh, Glenn Close. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I lo- thought for an older woman, it was very age appropriate. I've seen it um, before, though. You've seen it before. I've seen it before, done on an older woman. <laughs> the whole like cape aspect. Oh, with... I thought she looked divine. She did. She did. She and did. And what though. a beautiful yeah. speech! And mm-hmm. I just thought it was Hers, yeah. it was simple, classy, covered up, just kind of like elegant. I don't, I'm not a fan. No, I'm not, <laughs> not really. But like, what is she gonna wear? What like, would you like to see Glenn Close in? Huh? No, she usually wears like she she shows. I Does mean, she? yeah, oh, okay. she gives some skin. She gives skin. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan. This feels like Nanny McPhee or something. Like you're about to go take care of the kids and you're a super classy oh, like British lady. I don't know. I'm not a fan. It's classy, but it's just, not it does my, nothing. It's it does not my best. It's not my best, but I just think for, it's very age appropriate. It is. And for her beautiful speech, I thought she did look the part. She looks classy, but it's nothing spectacular yeah. for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, moving on to the to movies, to television, to the awards, let's talk about the obvious and expected wins. What do we think, like, it was like a no-brainer, obviously this is going to win? Because for me, that would be the Amazon Prime show. The Marvelous Mrs. Oh. Maisel. I was not surprised one bit with all not the wins. Surprised. It just kind of swept it. Anything um, else for you guys? I thought that was definitely going to win. Um, and that in that category, too. So that was uh, Rachel uh, Bronchahan won for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. And that was um, her cohorts were Allison Brie for Glow, Deborah Messing for Will and Grace, the reboot, right? Right. Kristen Bell for The Good Place, which I know you love I that I love show. The Good Place, but it wasn't And worthy. Candace Bergen for Murphy Brown, the reprise. Mm-hmm. And so out of, they're all terrific actors. I mean, amazing, Phenomenal. right? But yeah. it was so obvious that it was going to be The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's trending, it's current, it's funny, it's witty. And like I said, ever since it hit the scene, it's just been winning awards nonstop. Left and right. Mm-hmm. Left so. and right. So I was not surprised one bit. I I wasn't surprised with Bohemia Rhapsody when the, the actor won. I forget which category that was particularly called, but I was not surprised with that one. Mm-hmm. Um so best actor in a motion picture drama. Best actor, yeah. Well, people Rami thought Bradley Malik. Cooper were going to what might yeah. have taken Stars it. Born. So, but I, like, I feel like Bradley Cooper did a much better job directing, directing. than acting. And his acting agreed. was fine. And I thought he would have won. He that had one. a great singing voice, right. but I don't feel like his acting was anything incredible. Mm. It wasn't like mind blowing performance. I just thought, wow, this guy came into this, knew the movie he wanted to make cast Lady Gaga, had great chemistry, did brilliant directing, had her shine like the star she is, that should win Best Director. Which I thought, yeah, I I thought he should have won. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and I think after, I think Rami Malek, when you compare what both of them did, I mean, yes, Bradley Cooper learned how to play guitar and, like, learned how to sing and took vocal lessons, Mm -hmm. but so did Rami Malek with piano and singing and also performing in front of millions of people. Mm-hmm. Like, that is so intimidating. And that was the first day of shooting. The op- the scene that you see 
in Bohemian Rhapsody, where he's performing in front of all these people. I think that was was the first day of shooting that he did that, and he makes a joke in in an interview where he says, "I think the reason it was the first day was because if they knew that I sucked, they'd (laughs) be like, oh, we're pulling the plug on this. We're not doing this anymore." (laughs) So he was talking a little bit about that, and I was like, "If you can do that on the first day, you can literally conquer anything," Mm -hmm. because that was such a powerful scene for someone who's never done anything like that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Any other obvious expected wins? Well, uh, obvious, obvious or expected. I was just, all night, I was completely shocked at my my guesses. <laughs> Did not win. We love you, but you are not <laughs> I good was a horrible predictor. <laughs> Any surprises? I wouldn't yes, say no. snubs, yes. but like for me, I guess with surprises. I've Green, got one. Green Book won a lot. Green Book won yeah. a lot. I really liked Green Book, but I didn't think it was like a Titanic or... A gladiator mm-hmm. or a slumdog millionaire, or like it didn't feel like it feels like one of those pieces you can watch mm-hmm. anytime because it's such a beautiful story about the friendship of two unlikely people coming together during an age of intense racism and hate mm-hmm. and during a time when segregation existed in the 60s. But I just wasn't aware that it would win. Like awards in three major categories. Major categories. Huge. So we can uh, recap what it won for. Um, so it won for Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Yeah. Up against Vice, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, and Mary Poppins Returns. Oh. Yeah. So it was a tough category. That's true. And it, it blew it out of the park. Um, we also had, um, I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. Oh, it won for Best Screenplay. Green, Green, Green Book. Book. Yeah, it did. That so. actually makes a lot of sense because um, the protagonist's son in real life was the one who wrote the screenplay. Mm-hmm. So this was something that was very close to home for him when he wrote it. He wrote it with like his mom in mind, his dad in mind, this entire story in mind. So I, it's not a huge surprise, mm-hmm. but I was expecting, there was another one I was expecting to win Best Screenplay. That was the Adam McKay mm-hmm. Vice story yeah. because that was something where he did a lot of research about the Bush administration, and he's the same guy who created, you know, surprisingly, Anchorman. Mm. Um, and he does have, like, a comedic spin on things where he takes the liberty to add, like, funnier elements into the story. So I thought he was going to win for Best Director. Were you surprised for Best Performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy that it was Christian Bale for Vice? I was not surprised at all. That mm. was the one that I was 100% sure it would oh, be yeah. Christian Bale for okay. Vice. Because he fully transformed into the role, gained a ton of weight, looked exactly like Dick Cheney. Yeah. Even when it came to, like, small mannerisms, like the heavy breathing that Cheney does before he's about to say something, where he goes... And then he says something, Mm. down to the T, everything. And even when it came to, um, Dick Cheney in real life had several heart attacks that he survived. And director Adam McKay asked Christian Bale, how do you want to do this heart attack? Do you want it to be like a pain in your arm? Do you want it to be something where you feel like a pain in your heart? And he's like, oh, I'll do the stomach pain. It's a different type of heart attack pain that comes on that you sense earlier on. Like, down to the detail, like Christian Bale knew how he wanted to act, what he wanted to bring mm-hmm. to the character. And it was in that conversation where he was saying that like, when people get a heart attack, sometimes they feel a pain in their stomach. The crazy thing is that director Adam McKay suffered a heart attack during filming, like not, not on set, but during the same time that they were filming. 
And it was because of that conversation with Christian Bale that he knew he was experiencing oh, a heart attack. Mind blown. That's intense. So it's crazy oh my how everything came full circle in that moment and how, like, mm-hmm. the the research that Christian Bale did, uh, like, helped Adam McKay in real life, helped to save his life. Either Dick Cheney or Christian Bale saved Adam That's McKay's insane. life. Yeah. That's so insane. <laughs> yeah. well, Christian Bale is such, I mean, he is just such a phenomenal actor. His career has already been remarkable. He yeah. has a very long career ahead of him. Yeah. He'll be winning the Cecil B. DeMille yeah. Award in no time. Oh, for sure. Um, and very he just transgenerational. Gives, transgenerational gives his all Batman, all of these roles where he just really invests <laughs> so much in the character. So I'm happy he won tonight. Yeah. It was nice to see him up there. I was very happy. I was also happy, but I was very surprised by Regina King. Regina oh, really? King. Yes. I was surprised. I was surprised. Too. You weren't? I mean, wh- who was she up against? She, she was, was up, up against, against Amy Adams for Vice, oh, Claire Foy, yeah. Emma yeah. Stone, and Rachel Wise. Honestly, she was up a lot uh, against like yeah. some other favorites. Some favorites. And, you know, Just to be clear, because I mean, Regina King was um, she was um, nominated for two things. So she was nominated for If Beale Street Could Talk, mm-hmm. and then she was also nominated for Seven Seconds. Right. So she won for If Beale Street Could Talk, right. but she lost out for Seven Seconds for Best uh, Actress in a uh, limited series mm-hmm. to Patricia Arquette, so just wanted to to be clear about that. So yeah. she she won one, lost one. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad night. It's not a bad night. <laughs> and she won in the movie category, lost in the, in the movie TV category. category. Yeah. And yeah. even though there was that, wait, division, where was she sitting? Because there was wait, oh, oh, I don't remember. Because TV was on the back and movie were on the on the front. Where, oh, she was in the she was on the floor. She was on the floor because she, she was, was texting movie, for a second. It oh, feels she, talk. yeah, during Glenn Close's speech. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, speaking of Regina King, also like I said in the limited series, mm-hmm. Patricia Arquette won, um, and she was up against Kali Britton in Dirty John, Laura Dern for the tale of Regina King, like we said, for seven seconds, and Amy Adams for <coughs> Sharp Objects. Amy Adams totally snubbed. Yeah, mm. totally snubbed. She was up for sharp objects and, and for vice. vice. Yeah, um, but yeah, Patricia Arquette won in that category. What do we think about that? I don't really have <laughs> opinions because I'm not really a big fan. I've I've seen like one film that she has seen. I did not see this one, but I was more so rooting because I'm biased for Connie Britton because mm. Dirty John is a phenomenal series on yes. television right now. Mm-hmm. So. I, I was yeah I I was very neutral on the whole winning for Patricia. And she was quirky as usual. She had like her glasses and her kind of crazy yes, hair yes. and mm-hmm. her crazy speech. Lots of bleeps during her speech. Yeah. We don't even know what she said. So, <laughs> I mean, go, I guess if you're a good lip reader, you could try and figure it out, but she she was fun though. And she you could fun. tell she did appreciate I, it. I really liked Laura Dern in the tale. I know she went up against her. That was mm-hmm. an HBO uh movie and uh it was definitely relevant to today's climate with sexual harassment. It was about a girl who was uh, basically groomed by a guy at camp and was sexually molested and was made to think that he was her boyfriend, even though she was, like, eight years old. Yeah. And Laura Dern plays, like, this girl who has to deal with the trauma of what she experienced in childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal performance. Um, but I don't think a lot of people ever really saw it. I don't think it was marketed that great, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, it's tough because there's a lot. We talked about this too during our live feed that sometimes the actor is great, but the movie mm. itself <laughs> doesn't lend for the actor to be, you know, awarded in like the way that they deserve, or right. vice versa. So that right. might be one of those cases. Um, so let's talk about Best Picture as a whole because Best Picture, <sighs> the way it's categorized, 
it's categorized, and it's different from the Oscars, because with the Oscars, it's just best picture, right? But for the Golden Globes, it's best motion picture drama, mm-hmm. best motion picture musical or comedy, they break best motion picture animated, yeah. best motion picture foreign language, which they sometimes do with the Oscars, too, with foreign language and animated, but... Um, I've never seen them separate. Do they separate comedy and drama in the Oscars? Because I, I don't remember that happening. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so it was Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Roma for the four different ones that won Best Picture. Um, but the other ones that weren't, that didn't win were Black Panther, Black Klansman, If Deal Street Could Talk, A Star is Born, Crazy Rich Asians, The Favorite, Mary Poppins Returns, Vice, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, um, Mirai, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. And then mm-hmm. there were some other ones with foreign language. Capernaum, Girl, Never Look Away, and Shoplifters. Mm-hmm. Are there any of the ones that I just said that you felt should have been higher up on the list? Oh, yeah. I think it was a disservice to not recognize Black Klansmen in mm-hmm. any way. Mm-hmm. It got completely shut out. I think Spike Lee did such an amazing job with this movie in a way, kind of like Get Out, where it was sort of for everyone, but like targeted special cases, and and everyone who went got a different thing out of it. Right. But I just think for our time and the way that our country is so divided, it was just a a really interesting take on racism in America, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of sad to see it not get any any love it seems like we're ready we're okay to you know produce it and and have it you know do well in its theaters on its own but more so give it the recognition on that platform we're not all the way there yet Mm -hmm. but i will say you know piggybacking off of that because i totally agree but going to a different category to animation i thought incredibles 2 would win over Mm spider-man I was so with you on that. I yeah. just did not understand. I mean, I think with this the numbers, we saw our predictions were not going to be like, good. like, we're not yeah. good at this. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the numbers, the I was thinking Isle of Dogs. Really, it was so different. It was like this Japanese style Wes Anderson movie. And yeah, it was just a beautiful story about a boy and his dog that he went to extreme lengths to find. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah, but. Yeah, well, not, well, not as well, not as well, okay. I know. Not it's okay. Fine. Um, I was surprised. That I feel like I'm throwing so much shade, but as much as I love Ooh, Mary Poppins, shady. you threw a lot of shade tonight. <laughs> Shaded. As much as I love Mary Poppins, I just don't see it being a contender in the musical or comedy best motion picture category. Mm. I don't think it was good enough or strong enough for that. Um, it just didn't hold up to the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even on its own, I just think it was very weak as a musical. I think it was um, a nostalgia thing like we were talking yeah, about. You know, it was just good to have on screen. I still like it. I just I just didn't think it was like worthy of best motion picture at sure. all. Oh, completely. Um, and in that category, again, it was up against Green Book, which won. Yeah. Vice, which was an amazing film. Yes. Crazy Rich Asians, which we all love, but again... I don't you think know, that's... It was on that level. And The Favorite with Emma Stone. Yeah. Because um, Crazy Rich Asians, I don't feel like that's something that's Oscar-worthy or Golden Globes-worthy. It's just a good, feel-good good movie. movie. Good to have representation. And representation, but yes. it's not like, wow, she blew me away with yeah. the no. performance, or it, wow, this wowed me in terms of the cinematography or the music. No, it just felt like, you know, a movie that needed to be made, that yes. resonated with people, that had diversity, and that was a beautiful, like, feel-good romance movie. And it was good yeah. for just that. Like, yeah. if we were to put him on scales, I would literally put it next to a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff. Yes. Ouch. Or, no. no. I, I, would say, I would say Cinderella. <laughs> no, no. I, 
Honestly, I was thinking this. <laughs> Cinderella, a little bit. Cinderella with Brandy. Remember with Brandy? Yeah, yeah. That had Whitney Houston. Houston. That had, but it's like a fairy vocals. tale. It's like, oh, this is nice and cute. Yeah, but but, but not an Oscar. But in defense of Mary Poppins Returns, Golden we Golden did Globe. say we did say that of all people to be cast in that movie, Emily, Emily Blunt, Blunt was spectacular perfect. Yeah. and perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I do want to kind of give it a little bit of <laughs> credit. Where the casting due. was phenomenal. Throughout all movies. The guy who was in it, uh, the main character who was in it, won another award for Golden Globe. I can't remember his name. It's killing me right now. And Mary Poppins? (laughs) I shouldn't have brought it up because now I have to figure it out. (laughs) No, no, he was the dad in Mary Poppins. He actually won a Golden Globe that night for something else. Oh, Uh, okay. And he's like a very mild demeanor, kind of soft-spoken very short speech. Not Lynn Mount. Not no, no, not Lynn Manuel Miranda. He was the dad in Mary Dick Poppins. Vince? No. Wait, did we even Wait. see Lynn at the ceremony? No, no. I didn't see him at all. I wonder no. who he was. No, but we saw Taylor Swift. Who was the dad? <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> right. um, not Dick Van Dyke. He was the dad in Mary Poppins. The one with who the mustache the and oh Ben Winshaw. Yes, Ben Winshaw. Oh, right. yes. yes, 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 yes. So he he won an award. Oh, that he did night. win. Yes. Um. But yeah, I just the the other one that I I thought should have at least had honorable mention that was never nominated at all. We talked about this a little bit in the live was Sorry to Bother You, mm-hmm. which was such a well-done movie and, you know, we were already talking about race and capitalism. Yeah, race, mm-hmm. capitalism. Um there were just so many things in that movie where it was just so relevant to like how you have to survive and how being white is a way to climb the ladder of success in America. It's so creative, If you sound too. white, if you speak a certain way, this is how you move up the ladder. Right, and just, like, right. little things in that, that movie. And the desire for, for money and American greed. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these things coming together at play. And I'm just so shocked that it wasn't nominated for yeah. anything because it was so well done. It was. You know, I think it's one of those situations where you have... Like we talked about, it's a wonderful time for diversity in film and TV, mm-hmm. and the quality of film and TV has just exploded, especially TV. Film has always been sort of amazing, and actors before, no yeah. one was doing TV the way that they are, but all of these organizations, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, HBO, are having such great quality TV. Mm-hmm. But I think, too, when you're trying to make everything so diverse, you sort of run into, there's so many things. So. When you have Sorry to Bother You up against Black Klansman, yeah. they kind of have the same message. Like, I'm sure it was on the table right. for sure consideration, but yeah. I guess they it just didn't make the cut. Right. So yeah. I think it's hard in these times where we're trying to be, you know, very sensitive to diversity, but also sensitive to being sensitive, yeah. you know, that there maybe wasn't room at the table for, for, all of, for all of the amazing films that were made in, you know, 2018. Let's talk a little bit about women in film, since yeah. it is the year of the woman, mm-hmm. I'd like to 50, say. 50 <laughs> 50 Regina 50. King said it. 50 50. I want to apply a Regina King's production and be like, but you said. But you, you said, said 50, 50, 50 50. And I'm a woman. Let me in. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama, Glenn Close, the wife, up against, honestly, this was such a great like competitive, yes. Like this I already is, know this, your favorite. This, yeah. I know what you're gonna say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this was so great because we have we have her up against Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born, Nicole Kidman from The Destroyer, Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me, Rosamund Pike, your A favorite. Private War. 
so many great options, and you really couldn't go wrong with any of those, but we all thought it was going to be Lady Gaga. We, we all did. thought we it. Did. I wanted it to be Rosamund Pike, but we all, like, I still thought it would be Lady Gaga, even though I yeah. wanted it to be Rosamund Pike. Yeah, and then, as we saw, Glenn Close won, and she had never Number won one, a Golden Globe. I was shook. Even, so, Maria Menounos was on our live feed, mm-hmm. and she was like, this can't be true. This can't be true. <laughs> and then we did the research. Archie did it. Yeah. She had never won a Golden Globe before. And she said she's coming up on four. 45 years in September in I'm the like, industry and it's so it just yeah. makes it so much sweeter it doesn't for me. make sense yeah. and I, I was all a little confused because I don't I didn't know too much about can you ever feel, for, forgive me why Melissa McCarthy was in the category but may, maybe it's because I missed out on that film but Mm-hmm. Well, I think good for her. She's another uh, actor that kind of transcends comedy mm-hmm. and drama. She is and good, moving though. more into drama. So I think good for her. But and I like I don't that think she was ever going to be, you know, number one or number two in this category. I, this I like year. that she was in that though, because time and time again we see her being typecast in yeah. like, these buffoonish type roles. Yep. Like, oh, she's heavier set, so she has to fall, and it's right, funny. Right. She has to be eating cake, and, and we have to, to be, be yeah. laughing at that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I got it. It was funny in Bridesmaids, but you do it again and again and again. <laughs> like, give us more because she's actually very talented. She started out in Gilmore Girls, and, Mm -hmm. like, it's just nice to see that she's in something that really can showcase her talent Mm -hmm. and not just put her in a box. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, we're happy for Glenn Close. And like I said, I read a little bit, if you were with us earlier, I read a little bit of Glenn Close's um, uh, award speech, and she was just so humble, so thankful, talked a lot about women's equality Mm -hmm. and about how women deserve, you know, a seat at the table and need to have their own independence. And I just, I salute her so much. So let's talk a little bit about the division between television and film. We had some people who were nominated for both, mm-hmm. uh, some that were nominated for one, mm-hmm. like Jim Carrey. Um, and it's just funny how, I don't know if it really is accurate that they put the film people in front in the audience and the TV people in the back, or if that was just something that was joked I, around about. I think but it, it did feel like all the film people were in the front. Yeah. That was and, yeah. joked around. It was with. joked around. But then there were people where, like, Amy Adams is a great example, right? She was nominated for Sharp Objects, mm-hmm. so that was Best Performance by an Actress in a Limited Series Motion Picture Made for TV. And then she was also nominated for Vice, mm-hmm. but she sat with the Vice people. Yeah. So they were on the in floor. the front. Yeah. So it's like, what's the, yeah? If you were an actress or an actor, it's like you're gonna go. It seems to me that you're gonna, if you're nominated for both, you're gonna go with the film side. Absolutely. And you're gonna have the better seat. Absolutely. You're gonna have the more prestige. Even though TV is getting so good now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's Emmy winning, Oscar winning TV, film is still king. You know. Yeah. I. I it it was a joke because I did see I'm upset that Pose didn't win anything. Billy, oh, yeah. Billy Porter you were is salty great. About that. I was real salty. Was so great. was he. So, <laughs> so was he. He could not hide that oh, face. Oh my god. But Billy Porter was nominated and that's a television show and he was on the floor. It was a little <laughs> bit towards the back, but so the crossover I don't feel like it's much um what's it like segregation in the room from, from like TV and film people. Yeah. But there's there's favoritism for sure opposed to TV and film. I feel like there definitely is. And the irony is that it is the golden age of television. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, we have so many different platforms. We have Amazon, we have Hulu, we have Netflix, Netflix HBO, everything. And, and I feel like FX. especially millennials aren't watching cable. They're watching on a streaming service. Yeah. So. Um, there are so many more opportunities to view content, and there's so much out there that it's so hard to keep up with everything. Um, 
But what did you think of the little bit with Jim Carrey in the beginning? Oh, fabulous. That's what I was saying earlier. It's like, I wanted more of that. Like, the whole, you know, if you guys didn't see that part or whatever, basically, Jim Carrey was in the, you know, film section of the <laughs> of the, the, the theater, and Andy Samberg was joking about how he had to move to TV because he was being nominated for Kidding, yeah. which we, we all loved and thought yeah. was fabulous. Also snubbed tonight, um, yes. by the way. and it was so great. It was so because, great. Because, you know, we finally see Jim Carrey in something yeah. once more, and I always say, even though Jim Carrey is known for his comedy roles, I always say that he does such a better job in serious roles. So, like, really does. The Truman Show, oh. Eternal Sunshine oh. of the Spotless Mind, yeah. Kidding was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, he plays someone who's like this Mr. Rogers type figure who's so revered and who's so happy all the time and so smiley and so kind and so gracious, but then he has to deal with his own inner demons mm-hmm. and he has to face that his son was killed in a car accident and he has to come to terms with that and he has to deal with someone who he loves uh, potentially dying from cancer and then he has to deal with his it's wife wanting to divorce him and all these things Ooh, and then it kind of deals with Sorry. like <laughs> it, ta- it talks a little bit about mental illness and like kind of reaching that breaking yeah. point and going crazy yeah. and, and it's very real too the, it's very real yeah. the horrors of fame a little bit it, it tackles everything and it, yeah. it's something that's so well done it was one of my favorite shows from 2018. So I wish it got a little bit more recognition. Well, I'm glad he at least got the comedy bit. Yeah. The whole moving, you know, moving <laughs> they to gave the, him something. the back TV section. Because yeah. at least he didn't win, but he got a little moment. You That's remembered, true. oh yeah, he was nominated for Kidding. Yeah. And you know who's to say that he can't win more awards during award season? It right. just wasn't his night at the Globes. Yeah. That's true. And Kidding was renewed for season two, so. Yeah. You got time. You got time. They even told Same for both. Same for both. Second season coming. We got time. Yeah. Slow down, Jim Carrey. Okay? Slow down. <laughs> um, so, any memorable quotes or memes? Because I would say the favorite oh, was. Wait, like wait, wait. Let's do it. One. Okay. okay. Count of three. One, two, three. Dick Van Dyke. Dyke. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. So, he literally was just. Sitting there with his mouth open <laughs> in awe, it. you watching, and I just don't understand. I think he really... Anna Kay literally called it. She's like, "This is going to be a meme." I guarantee oh, you. I log into my computer. It's a meme. It's a meme. It's already a meme. The other guy who I don't know who that was. Wait, he was are an we older done guy. talking about Dick Van Dyke? Oh, no. Dick Van Dyke. I yeah, mean, yeah. this is amazing. So I just want to say, I really do think though, <laughs> like Chrissy Teigen's meme when he, she was watching um, John Legend. Yeah, I think it was out of a place of such love and. Perseverance, and he really wanted to hear what was being said. Yeah. So he literally just sat there with like a fly trap, just with his mouth open, like, like staring. Oh. And I just thought it was a cute moment. It's a meme for sure. And I yeah. know it's going to be all over Twitter. It already is. But I think it was endearing rather yeah. than being like, oh God, like Dick Van Dyke. It was like, oh, <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. But yeah. like, also, if you Google Dick Van Dyke, all of his pictures, he's doing the same face. <laughs> he's the John Travolta he's of like, 2019. Ah, yeah. So. Good for him. But there was another there was another older guy and mm-hmm. I don't remember but remember he was just staring blankly. And, <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. And, no, no, it was no, a no, different no. guy. No, I know. And exactly I don't know who that who was. Maybe it was about. a producer. No, but, no, 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 no. I know exactly ah, who you're talking about. Moment, I don't know his name. Drive me insane, I know. I it's gotta be on Twitter, so just hashtag oh Golden Globes and you'll see it. Um, Going back to Dick Clint Van Dyke. Eastwood? No, not Clint Eastwood. No, no. not Clint Eastwood. Oh no, my gosh. I, I didn't see Clint tonight. Oh, Alan Arkin. Alan there you Arkin. go. Yeah. Yeah, he was just, there was like this Spacing. funny moment. Okay, He's I don't, like, my only thing that I'm like trying to figure out, whoever was in charge of camera was kind of just <laughs> like, 
like panning too long on each person because usually every Golden Globes it's like three seconds Quick this hits. person three mm-hmm. seconds three seconds this time it was like five <laughs> seconds one person yeah, five seconds long. another but here you go we have Emily Blunt with Dick Big Van Dyke I love oh it oh my gosh I love him he's so endearing yeah. and really what a legend in in him of itself so it's sort of like you can't really be mad at Dick Van Dyke he can kind of yeah. do whatever he wants he was quoted earlier calling the 2019 Golden Globes a nut house um, and so I don't blame him he's <laughs> <laughs> just like these crazy people, these crazy Hollywood people. Exactly. And for those of you who don't know who Dick Van Dyke is, um, shame on you, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, he was in the original Mary Poppins. He was great. Uh, fun fact, he spoke in a British accent that was kind of like this Cockney dialect where he would be like, Hello, governor. And when I was a kid, I thought that's how British people oh actually gosh. talk. Yeah. But apparently British children were like, what? Like, yeah. this isn't how we talk. It's so it was like, apparently like a really insulting, like ridiculous accent, but it was all in good fun. And he was in Mary Poppins Returns as well yeah. in a cameo. And so. obviously coming out with Emily Blunt was so appropriate. Yes, so that was a sweet moment. I just want to know what happened to Julie Andrews. I still don't know, like... Where is she? How come she wasn't in the new Mary Poppins? And where's Meryl Streep? Because I love her. I know. And she always has something to say about Trump or like... I was so surprised that there was nothing political that happened at all. Honestly, I'm glad. I'm tired. It's 2019. It's a new year. Yes, we still need to talk about, like, Me Too and Time's Up and people were wearing pins and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that they eased up on the heavy, heavy political humor. Right. And I thought that by having Sandra Oh with Andy Samberg, she sort of balanced the ticket a little bit and talked about, you know, being the first Asian-American woman to host, talked about her parents. It was a little bit more heartwarming than the heavy, heavy, you know, political bashing that we've been seeing mm-hmm. in the last two or three years at all the award shows. So for me, I say thank you. I needed a little break, mm-hmm. um, you know, with everything that's going on. And I, I thought they did, they did a good job of balancing the show. I wish I had a little bit more roasting. Not necessarily, yes. not necessarily like <laughs> political stuff, but I love how roasting in previous the actors, award shows, yeah. they like will point out someone and they'll be like, oh, so-and-so is like this. Oh, so-and-so is like this. And we all get a good laugh. Well, we, we did at kind the beginning. Like we did get some at himself, the beginning. But only with Jim Carrey. Uh, no, it was it was a little bit before that. He pointed to like Spike Lee and okay. things like that. So we did get a little bit. But yeah, no, Tiny totally. Bit. I piggyback off of that. Definitely. Uh, because I feel like what I said when we were watching it live, that now we're just like putting these things into action so creating a whole segment on a show is probably just a little bit oversaturated right now yeah. for the whole like yeah. the, the me too's and it's just a lot happening yeah, and the it's like political okay, like, things it's, it's like now we're just working just in the community trying right. to fix it let's mm-hmm. not make a whole and I want to be very very clear here that it's not that it's not important to say no. and it's not that we think that they shouldn't be talking about those things. But like you were saying, Archie, it's like we're putting into action. They did hit it a little bit. You saw people's pins. You saw people's talking about Glenn Close talked about equality. Regina Queen, uh, King talked about equality. So it's not like it was lacking completely. It mm-hmm. just wasn't so heavy-handed being like, you know, bashing a particular political party. Ryan right. Seacrest had his bracelet on, though. R- R- I mentioned yeah, that because yeah. he had his misconduct situations last year, but now he's wearing a Me Too Times, Times up, bracelet up bracelet for yeah. tonight. But What yeah. do you think about that? <sighs> Appropriate. Because, <laughs> because he wasn't proven to be wrong. So yeah. maybe this is just his stance at saying, you know what, hey, um, I'm, I'm in this with you guys, but I digress. I thought yeah. it was just... Um, Fine, but I thought, why call attention to it when you still kind of, you know, are going through the situation? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was such a small thing. I'm happy he's supporting rather than not supporting. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. 
Before we get into Oscars predictions, yeah. any final thoughts about quotes, what could have been enhanced, um, anything that we didn't talk about that you're like, oh, I forgot about this, I really want to mention this really quick. Final thoughts about the Golden Globes, the 76, I can't believe there have been 75 of these, and now 76, the 76th annual Golden Globes, final thoughts. Okay. I will say, I think there's going to be, I think Sandra Oh and Andy Samberg may get some negative criticism just because there wasn't as many jokes and it wasn't as fun. Mm -hmm. However, I think Sandra Oh is going to get praised for Mm -hmm. her speech about, you know, being the first Asian American woman to host the Golden Globes. And I think that having more heartwarming moments with her showing her parents and things like that is going to serve her really well. Andy Samberg, I think he did fine. He did a good job. Um, But I think as hosts, um, it's not going to go down in the history books as the most amazing, epic hosting (coughs) gig ever. Mm -hmm. But it was historical in and of itself. And I think they did a good job. Yeah, I... I would say it was a good year, but uh, the chemistry between the two was definitely a little interesting between Sandra and and Andy. I don't mm-hmm. think it was bad. I don't think anyone else is really going to bring it up. But I do think that a lot of people are going to be pretty ticked off that Lady Gaga did not win Best Actress or mm-hmm. the Best Film. Yeah, overall. I mean, we're, that's we have to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, that was just. I mean, I'm holding out hope for the Oscars. But mm-hmm. tonight was not the night. It was not the night. <laughs> no. That was very surprising indeed. Um, well, also, he, Andy Sandberg, normally I see him as like extremely likable, extremely warm. Right. Yes, that's lovable. what I'm talking about. He wasn't like that today, though. It was a little off. He was very, like, like he wasn't stale. bad. He was just kind of stiff. Stale. And, like, yeah. proper. Stale. And I don't know why. It was very strange to me, because usually he, like, has that gap-toothed smile, and he's always, like, <laughs> so excited, and, like, he makes your heart melt. Right. And today, it was just... It, it wasn't bad. I just wasn't anything, nothing that I'm like applauding. Right. Um, additionally, I just think the speeches always go way over and mm-hmm. it's very long. Um, and I wish there was like more levity, like more funny things. I felt that a lot of the presenters were drawing attention to the teleprompter and like kind of calling out yeah. that they were reading. It was off sort of, of like it. breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Though. I was like, ah. Uh. Like it was weird. It's like, you guys, this isn't rehearsal. Like you guys are doing a show here. Right. And I wonder, like, do they get the read before they just have to read it? I don't on think the spot? so. Oh, no. Jamie Lee Curtis was like, hey, can you scroll up? Can you scroll up? Oh, my my god! The talent don't get to do that. (laughs) And I felt like some of the men were pretty drunk. Like, I felt like (laughs) Jeff Bridges, like, what was happening? Bill 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 Murray was totally wasted. Did he have a cup in his hand? I don't know. It was just, I just felt like some of them had already been, like, gone or, like, over it. Like, they're like, whatever, this is my 76th award show. Yeah, like, whatever. (laughs) Um, Okay, getting into Oscars predictions, though. Oscars predictions. We have to talk, because it leads into the whole thing. A Star is Born snub 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 mm-hmm. lady gaga bradley cooper the movie as a whole mm-hmm. i cannot believe it i was shocked maria menounos who was on our live yeah. chat was shocked all of the people who watched it live with us were shocked yeah um bohemian rhapsody another one of my favorite movies it literally moved me to tears so i'm i'm in a hard place because i'm happy that it won and that it did so well but I just thought it was going to be Gaga's night, I'm and I'm not disappointed. In a hard place, I am appalled that a Star's Born <laughs> did not win. So I'm holding out hope for the Oscars. I mean, mm-hmm. there there has to be a moment because this was phenomenal. Yes, it's the exact same movie that we've seen what four, three other times. Yeah, so three times. It's like we get the point, but her she deserves some type of credit. On she won for Shallow, the Shallow, the song. that song. Yeah, but there was a song. She needs the, what was the name of the song at the very end? Uh, tell me something. That one. No, no, no. no At the oh. very I'll end. never love oh, again. Oh. I'll never love again. There you go. I thought that was the strongest yes. song oh, in the entire film. 
That end yeah. scene uh, really sold me on Gaga's talent. Yeah. Really sold it, really drove it home for me. Fun fact, so this is kind of insane. Gaga's friend in real life <laughs> passed away the day, the oh. morning that she recorded that scene in the movie. So she was drawing not only from that. the movie, but from her own personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a fun tid not fun, but just a you know, an insider fun tidbit. Fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Interesting insider tidbit. tidbit. But for yeah. her to be able to A even perform after mm-hmm. that happened in her personal life mm-hmm. and B to be able to draw on it. I mean that scene was gut wrenching and I just think she was such a phenomenal force in that movie and really proved why she is more than a musician and more than a model mm-hmm. and and just solidified her as a Hollywood actress. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. There is no question. Mm-hmm. American Horror Story, wonderful, but this was like Gaga is here to stay and no one can touch her. Yeah. Yeah, you sold me on Gaga. There it is. I, I thought I there was. It is. I thought I was already sold on her, but you sold me. President even more of the fan club, and, in here. and here's a Rosman Pike fan <laughs> that was like, all I was all here for Rosman Pike, a private war. She portrayed Marie Colvin, the famous journalist. Um, amazing, incredible, incredible, incredible performance. So much research that she had to do to get into the character to understand what mm-hmm. it was like to be a journalist. And you know, as a journalist, I was just like. Uh, it's so crazy to me that someone ca- would want to willingly risk their life, a white woman want to risk their life to tell the story of Arab people who mm-hmm. are underprivileged, who are oppressed, who are going through, like, who are under a brutal regime mm-hmm. slash dictatorship, and that you would want to tell that story knowing that you've already been injured before, knowing that you lost your eye, and that you have to wear an eye patch, and you go in again, and you still risk it all because it's so important for you to tell the truth. Yeah. Like, that was yeah. such an, a, a message that resonated more than the message in A Star is Born. So for me, I think it was the overall message of the movie and the fact that this was a real story of a woman who would go to those great lengths to tell the story so that the rest of the world would actually care about the plight of refugees. That makes me think, like, wow, this is something that's so relevant. I wish Rosamund Pike could win so that people would just well, know about a private war. Do you think a private war and Rosamund Pike will see any Oscars credit? I think so. You do? I literally told her, I hope you win the Oscar for this movie. Your performance was breathtaking. It was incredible. And I had an emotional hangover where the next day I still felt like depressed. I felt like, wow, like shaken up you. from the movie because yeah. it really resonated with me like so strongly. And you know what? I think that's the message in all of these movies, mm-hmm. whether you like this one or that one, it's how it makes the viewer feel. And right. it's so fun to be able to see these people and these filmmakers, the cinematographers, the screenplay writers be celebrated for making us feel all the feels. All the feels. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so. as far as born, like I cried like a baby watching that movie. So I love that movie too. I predicted that it would win way more. I was like, I know it's gonna win at least one award. I'm surprised it didn't win more. But Oscars predictions, who do you think's gonna win? Any any other I think noms? Lady Gaga will get her due, mm-hmm. I hope. Um Bradley Cooper? Not for acting, for directing, maybe. maybe. Okay. Not for acting. And I think we're gonna see Bohemian Rhapsody is going to be a big, big movie that people need to watch out for. Do you think we're still going to see as much, uh, as many wins for Green Book as we did for the Golden Globes with it winning three awards I, for Oscars? I would say so, but I would also throw in Beale Street. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to see something at the Oscars mm-hmm. for, you know, if Beale Street could talk. And I think uh, being shut out, Crazy Rich Asians, I think is going to be shut out. Um, I don't think The Favorite is going to do well at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And I think Vice might get shut out, too. Yeah, really? definitely. I, do. I don't think Vice is going to get oh. anything. But we'll see. 
So yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On that note, guys, uh, hopefully we can watch the Oscars together. We'll yes. Yeah, it was so fun doing it with you guys today. I loved it, and all of the people in our live chat it was yeah. fantastic. Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys, and make sure to leave your comments below about your Oscars predictions. Who you think is going to win Best Picture for the Oscars, Best Actress, all the major categories, yeah. Best Actor. Let us know. I'm your host, Mina Wahab. You can find me on social media at Mina Makes Magic. And to my left, hi guys, Anna K. Thomas. Thanks for being here. You can find me on all social media at Anna K. A N N A K A Y Thomas. Hey, thanks for watching. I'm Archie J. Follow me on all social media platforms at Archie J Speaks. Thank you so much, guys. Have Bye. a great week. Take care. See you. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 